Hey, boozers. Hello. I'm Gabe. And I'm Alexis. And today I have one that's just going to shake you to your core. I was going to do like a really bad um, pun, but <laughs> I thought it was like too soon. <laughs> way too soon. So I'm, I was going to say it was going to like shake your bones, but I just I knew I probably shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it there either, but. Uh, so, uh, I don't even know how to start this one off. So, I mean, I just I can see the title <laughs> of your of your paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what are your favorite sounds? What are my favorite sounds? Mm-hmm. You know, like I love listening to thunderstorms or like ASMR people cutting soap. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that. I love like crickets and toads at night. Oh my god, dude, that makes me want to <laughs> cut my own ears off. Really? I fucking I mean, I grew up, hate them. I grew up in like the country, country. So like that, I just grew up, and then like rain on like a tin roof. Oh, like, I like I like that. Um, so you know, like snow. What about snow? That like crunches that good snow. Yeah, and you like, step on it right. and it crunches. It, yes, that's, that's a, a good, good snow. What about breaking bones? No, <laughs> no, I don't like that sound. I've heard people's bones break. I have in person. Not. I have not. Like I said in last week's up ep- or Wednesday's episode, like I was very involved in like the rodeo community. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> no, bro. Um, so again, this one is going to be wild, um, because it started at a very young age. Now I understand that most serial killers show signs at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but for some reason, this dude like really showed it at a very young age. Um, so his favorite sound was bone breaking. Yes. Yes. It was bone breaking. I'm intrigued. I want to know like how this got started. <laughs> um, actually, I don't have background on how it started because really? he didn't. He didn't say how it started. He's never like expressed like. No, you'll you'll find. One out. day, my cousin you'll, you'll tripped and like snapped his finger or something. No, nope, no, nope, you'll find out. Okay. So, this is the story of Joe Clark. So grab a drink and, and let's, let's get, get cracking. So Joseph Clark, and no, I do not have any relation. I'm just married into the family. <laughs> Alexis over there, she she could possibly. I'm not sure. Okay, I, I'm I, just I'm married. I'm not even in. gonna joke about that because like I feel like all the Clarks around here are related. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she has blue eyes. <laughs> Shut up. Just so you know, it came. It, there was a study that came out that people that have blue eyes, it means that there's incest in your family. And so, ever since I heard that, I'm like, Alexis, 
you know you have blue eyes you know what she's just upset because she's her eyes are like black and soulless yes they are <laughs> like and i enjoy them like like right now looking in like our little like orange light i can't see where your pupil is <laughs> it's just one like black circle it's the same way with isaac's i yeah. literally cannot tell where his pupil starts mm-hmm. and stops it's just it's especially when he eye. grows his hair out and it's just like hair <laughs> and eyes yes. and i'm like sir <laughs> Yes, I'm going to need you to put a little bit more soul into those right. eyes. Thank I know you. that like emotions are hard for you, but can you just <laughs> pretend for everybody else's sake, please? Yes. Now, again, I told you he was very young and Joe Clark was 16 at the time of his crimes. 16? 16. He was just a baby. Yeah. Um, now, being that he was a minor, I couldn't find very much on him. Which, by the way, um, I think is so dumb how they do that. Like, oh. if you are committing these atrocious crimes... Light that motherfucker up. Right. I, I want to know what he ate last Christmas 27 years ago. Like, I want I want to know <laughs> everything about this motherfucker. And, like, when they're older, when they're older criminals, you know, like, everything. everything. You know their mother's 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 maiden name. Like, just mm-hmm. crazy things like that. I want to know. Yes. So... Um, he, again, he just went straight into crime, apparently, because that's all I could find out of him. So on July 4th of 1994, Joe, who was 16, abducted a 14-year-old Chris Steiner. Now, Chris had recently started a job and his parents went to go wake him up for his shift, um, but he was no longer in his room. Now, according to Chris's father, he had checked in on him around 10 p.m. that night, and that would be the last time anyone ever saw him alive. He just disappeared out of his room? Out of his room. That's crazy. Now, an investigation of the property would find that the screen on uh, the screen to a ground floor bedroom window had been slashed. Now, this was Chris's older brother's room, but he was staying out that night. There were muddy footprints throughout the inside of the house, and the second ground floor patio doors were unlocked. Um, yeah. I mean, that just blows my mind how, like, you you hear stories of, like, people just vanishing from their rooms at night, and then it's just, like, it, every time I hear it, I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. It kind of almost, like, ever since... Oh, I shouldn't say ever since, but like when we were looking into homes and stuff, I always wanted a second story because I feel like if my kids are on the second story, they're safest because, I mean, I'm going to be on the first story, which means I'm going to be the first to hear anything, know anything, or be the first one to be attacked. Right. They're not going to go straight upstairs. Right. But I mean... I don't know. I, that's just how I see it. But John looks at it like a different way because he thinks, okay, well, if the house is on fire. See, that's what I was thinking. If the house is on fire, then you that means you have to go upstairs to grab the kids, bring them down through the fire, and then try to get out. See, I don't think I would bring them down through the fire. You just toss them bitches out the window. Yeah. Well, I've always wanted like um, ladders for the side of the house for escape ladders just in case there were something to be like happen. Right. I want something like that. So maybe it's just because I'm always like prepared for shit. I don't Paranoid. know. Paranoid. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so his parents and the police initially agreed that what probably happened um, was a teenage boy was sneaking out to a party or to go see a girl. After all, it was Fourth of July weekend. So they just thought he did it himself? At first, yes. Um, but the, as the hours did turn into days and Chris didn't arrive back home with some sort of like regret or um, anything, you know, like explanation. Yes. <laughs> um, this theory really started to weaken. Now, the police then tried to say that Chris had run away, but his parents were adamant that this was not the case at See, all. I find like if if a child goes missing in their room like this, it's always something else other than they could be abducted. Like I, I get really irritated because we, we hear a lot of stories of just cops saying, oh, they're runaways. Yes. But like, I feel like as a police officer, if I were a police officer, I wouldn't, even if I had an inkling that they were a runaway. My first thought would be abduction. Yes. I would always treat it as mm -hmm. they're in danger. Yeah. I feel that. And I feel like sometimes I think maybe it has to do with they don't want to use the resources if they don't need to. Right. But it's like, it's a child. Yeah. You this don't is know. A child. And even if they were having problems in the home, it is a child that is missing. Right. Even if they are runaways, you don't know what happened to them after they ran away. Exactly. They could have gotten abducted as they were running away to their friend's house. Right. You know, so I, I do understand that. Um, but his parents did say that he was excited for his new job and that things were great at home. So they just nipped that shit right in the butt. They were like, no, that's not it. Um, it didn't say how long Chris was kept for, though. Um, but while captive, his legs were slowly broken by Joe before leaving him in a river to die. Oh, my God. Did he die? I just said before leaving him in a river to die. To die. I don't know if he actually <laughs> did die. <laughs> On July 10th of 1994, just six days after Chris was... um like had went missing, his body was found in the Wisconsin River. Now, due to how bloated and how badly decomposed the body was, they had to identify Chris through dental records. Now, water pretty much wipes away anything, and we know that in many cases, um, due to the water, killers have never been found. Yeah, water really messes with how things, mm -hmm. like kind of speeds up the process yeah. a little bit. Now, police had no idea what had happened due to the state of the body. And this is the part that kind of really pissed me off. Um, the autopsy reported that the cause of death was due to an accidental drowning. Now, remember, his legs were broke, which means he can't tread water. Right. So he drowned because he couldn't tread water, but they didn't look into that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Now... I couldn't find anywhere what happened within, like, the year. I don't know if Joe thought to himself, well, shit, that was, like, too high profile for him. And they ended up finding Chris or what the hell happened. But the time is now July 29th of 1995. And Joe Clark must have gotten some sort of bug up his ass. I really don't know. Um... Now, I'm going to put out there that this dude is, he's a bold-ass fucking dude. I mean, 
bold as shit. I don't think I've ever met a serial killer as bold as this. Well, I guess he can't really be considered a serial killer, but he's bold. Just, okay. Um, So he walked into a house and abducted 13-year-old Thad Phillips. And it wasn't until around 4 a.m. that his parents noticed that he was missing. But the reason why I say that Joe was brave is because Thad's little sister, who was also sleeping in the living room next to Thad on the couch, um, that she was just right there. I feel like if she would have woken up, it could have like changed his whole fucking plan. Like, yeah, I think what would he have done if she would have woken up? Well, I know for a fact that he has it in him to be able to kill, right? So like my what I'm thinking is if she had woken up, he would have just killed her right then and there and still taken Thad because obviously he's he's got a thing for other boys. Yes. So I think unfortunately she probably this probably best case scenario was her not waking up yeah yeah um according to the interview with thad on a and e's escaped he said that he had begged his parents to stay up and watch a late night movie oh he survived he had then fell asleep like literally everyone does on the couch i mean i'm like yeah we can start a movie and then i like clonk out or even my kids do it and I'm like, just leave them there. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to wake them up to put them in the bed. No, it's just not. Um, and Joe picked him up off the couch and carried him away. Now, from what I've read, it sounds like he was kind of in and out of sleep. So, you know, that like he probably stage... thought one of his parents were like picking him up to take him. to bed. And that's exactly what he did think. He said that it was his parents frequently had done it before where they picked him up and put him in so, bed. By this time Joe's what, seventeen? Yes. And Thad was thirteen. Mm-hmm. He had to have been a big guy at seventeen to just like bend over, pick up this or either Thad was like real small. Yeah. Um, it didn't really say like how big he was exactly. Mm-hmm. Um actually I do think that they said there was like a seventy five pound like weight difference. So I mean Yeah. I can pick up my fucking big ass kid. <laughs> you got a big ass kid. I, I do have big ass kid. He's <laughs> fucking literally my oldest son is going to be 10 years old this year. And he is only like half a foot shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. And literally is like. <laughs> he weighs almost as much as I do. Yeah. he He's like a hundred and something pounds. Dude, <laughs> he is huge. Okay. He's huge. It's not like he's like chunky. He's just like he's stocky. Yes. He's a very stocky. He's going to be like, one hell of a linebacker. Yes. He's <laughs> built like a fucking shit brick house, man. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> so when he realized that he was outside um, going down a dark road, Thad knew that something was not right and started to kick around and try to get out of this man's arms now joe put him down and asked if he could run and they jogged to joe's house what yeah um he said that he needed some help and like with his car and it was just down the road now when they got to the end of the road there was no car i'm sorry 13 year olds are so dumb yes 
Um, now, again, this was a teenager with another teenager, so he probably didn't feel like he was in danger. Right, but still, like, you literally just woke up, you were sleeping in your house, and you woke up to some strange guy carrying you down a road? Yes. I feel like, oh my god, this is why, like, this is why I say they're just babies, because they're so gullible. Yes. They they literally believe anything. Well, another thing is Joe had apparently told Thad that he was throwing a party as well, and he had listed a few people that Thad would have known and said that they would be at the house shortly so he was like hell yeah we so he obviously party. he plans these through he does he, he, he probably he probably stalks the the victim for some time yes now once in the house joe lured him up to his room by asking him if he wanted to look at some modeled cars now once joe had him in his room the mood completely changed he shifted from being a fr- friendly teenager to a complete monster. Joe had tackled him to the bed and twisted his ankle until his bone mm. snapped. Now, while doing this, he told Thad that he just loved the sound of and feeling of bones breaking. Where are his parents? Does he live by himself? So he was, yes, he lived by himself. He was he has adopted parents, but it doesn't say like where they're at. I couldn't find anything. I do know that towards the end, they called him and told them that he was they were coming home. So they're on like vacation. I would assume so. And he's just like, you know what? This is my time. To this shine. is my time. Um, now, despite being injured, Thad tried to escape. However, a few times and each time he was caught and beaten to the point where he could no longer run. Now, over the next couple of days, Thad endured the most excruciating torture. During his captivity, um, Thad's entire body was completely broken. And at one point, Joe had bent his leg back so far that his bone in his thigh had snapped. Oh my God, that's like these literally the strongest that that you know it's like takes more force to freaking break concrete bro i know oh my gosh we're gonna have to put a trigger warning on this one i know um now i don't know like exactly what bone (laughs) broke because don't you have like two bones in your thigh it's connected yeah yeah i mean does one break and not the other i'm because i'm because my grandma broke only one when she had fallen well i'm i'm assuming that if it he bent it i don't know i don't don't know i'm just assuming that like his whole thigh just like snapped yeah (laughs) now apparently when joe would leave and come back um he would if he was in a bad mood he would come back and break more bones to relax him yeah um he would jump on thad's rib cage twist his ankles. He would twist his legs. He would do anything to make sure that he heard the sounds of his bones He had to be so strong to he, sit there and just reef on someone until a bone snaps. Yeah. He's um, Thad in his interview um, with A&E on Escaped said that it was so ex- excruciating, but it was like at some point in time, 
it just stopped hurting because of the adrenaline. And yeah. then it he probably slowly, just went numb. Yeah. He said there were times that he just went completely numb, but he would pass out often oh, I'm sure. from the pain. And um, but Thad did keep trying to escape. But what made it worse is Joe would often put like splints on him, on Thad. So that way the bones would start to heal a little and then bit. He could just re-break them. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. He would put multiple pairs of socks on Thad's feet to hold like good um support on his ankles mm -hmm. and he would take care of him. He would he wouldn't feed him. Just nurse him back to health. Basically. Yes. He would nurse him back to health and often he would bring him to the couch and they would watch TV and they would he would try to engage in conversation with him, trying to figure out what he liked, what he liked to do, stuff like that, and would like really genuinely try to be like a good person and talk with him. And then Thad said that he could tell when a new beating was going to happen because he would occasionally fall asleep um, and then wake up and be ready to start breaking his bones again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but what they didn't know is that because of all of these, like, breakings and somewhat healings, I guess, and um, it had caused internal bleeding that if it continued much longer, Thad was going to die yeah. very soon. Now, this 13-year-old boy really wanted to fucking live. I mean, he wanted to see his family again. He had plans. He was not giving up. And Joe was tired of Thad throwing himself down the stairs because that's what he would do. Joe would take him up to his bedroom when he would leave. Mm -hmm. And Thad would literally crawl, army crawl, to the steps and chuck himself down the stairs in order to find a working phone to try to escape from this place. Oh, my. The persistence. And he would say that he would pass out and he wouldn't know how long it was for. Yeah. But each time he woke up and he's like, got to keep going. That's cr this kid. He's going to be like he's going to be somebody someday. Yes. Um. Now, <laughs> he thought that um, he was going to he wasn't sure on what was going to happen on one of the times because he had a few couple of like close calls um, where he was lying on the floor and Joe's girlfriend had showed up to the house. Um, but Thad did keep quiet because he wasn't sure if she was involved. Yeah. He said that he wasn't sure if she was a part of it, if she knew what was going on or anything of that nature. So he thought it was best to just keep quiet. And then, of course, when Joe would find him, he would be punished yeah. for trying to leave and everything. Um, now, the day that Thad was rescued, he was going on 43 hours of captivity. No, nothing to drink, nothing to eat. He was being starved. And Joe had to leave to go somewhere. 
and he thought he better put Thad in the closet this time. Now, Joe's house was disgusting. I mean, like dirt everywhere. I mean, it was like a hoarder's house, basically. So Thad had said that this closet had a whole bunch of crap in it. There was no light in the closet and Joe had locked the door. So there was no way that Thad could get out. Mm -hmm. But again, this kid wanted to live. And so he started searching the closet and ended up finding a guitar and started beating the door with this guitar until he was able to make a hole big enough for him to go through. With all his freaking broken bones? Yes. Um, once again, he threw himself down the stairs. And again, he said at this point, the adrenaline had completely worn off at this point in time. And he was passing out again and didn't know how long he was out, but didn't matter. He had to keep going and he had to escape. And by the time he did get to the one working phone that was in the house, he said he felt really lucky that it was one of the older phones. Um, So it had the numbers on the actual like phone part. So he was able to call 911 and (laughs) This is, I don't know. I guess I feel like this part's kind of fucked up too. Um, when he did call 911, they thought he was kidding. What? Yep. They thought he was kidding because his voice was so calm that they didn't believe that this was a real call. <laughs> of course he's calm. He's in so much pain that he can't feel anything. He literally, that's just. Oh, my God. Like, this is another thing that really gets me is, like, some 911 operatives are amazing. Like, freaking God sent people, right? And others are literally trash. Like, if you don't have compassion for other people, you should not be a 911 operative. Especially during their time that they need someone the most. Yeah, you are literally the only person who they can call for help. Yes. So I'm going to play you just like a little bit of the clip and then you'll be able to hear like how calm he is until the police get there. And that's when he knew like, okay, I can let my guard down. I'm going to be going home. Yeah, because he probably has been thinking this entire time. And how many times has he like tried to get away and was caught? He was he was probably just thinking, I'm going to try, but I'm not going to get out. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you can kind of hear like when the officers went to go like grab him, you can hear him like, I know that that sound was like heartbreaking. I know. But do you hear how calm his voice is? Yeah, he's like, I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like heartbroken. I couldn't find like the beginning part of the clip, but I did find that like ending part. And I was like. Oh, my God. He, and he sounds so little, too. Like, he's got, like, such a sweet little innocent Poor voice. kid, dude. I just, I couldn't even freaking imagine what he was feeling knowing that those officers were there and, like, this is it. This is, I'm going to go home. Yeah, I bet he just, like, I, if I, I was cried. him. Yes, I was going to say, if I was him, I would have just 
cried uncontrollably. I probably would have like fucking like scream cried. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the like a Isaac cry. <laughs> yeah. We're really just messing with Isaac this episode, aren't we? <laughs> that's 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 his cry when he wants to get that. That's just his attention cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, when the police came um, to his rescue, he was in terrible condition. Now, I'm going to warn you, this is a little graphic. His feet were twisted, mm. and he had skin that reminded them of, like, rubber. Because it was how- just so pulled. And- yes, and twisted. His toes were pointed the wrong way. Um and they he had ribs that were broken um he was bruised his arms were broken his um his arms had been bent and twisted mm. his knee was completely on the left side of his leg and his legs were like twisted around they were backwards yeah, when I they just, seen him oh i could just like picture it in my head and it's making mm-hmm. it so much worse i know um now when he had gotten to the hospital he had some serious potentially life-threatening internal bleeding that the doctor had said that he was possibly hours away from dying yeah i mean all of them like bone shards just hanging out in your body like of course they're gonna puncture some i'm surprised that like his ribs didn't like puncture his lungs and kill him and stuff i know i know and they said that in order to get him to walk again that they would have to have multiple surgeries over several years. They honestly didn't think that he was going to walk again. That's horrible. The amount of damage? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's crazy. Now, Joe was found at a party with his girlfriend, and from there, that's when they began to search his home. Um, now police looked for any indication of more previous victims, but they found evidence suggesting that Joe had intended to capture and torment more boys. Um, like he had, he had a book that had these kids names in it. Really? Yes. Not only did he have a book with their names in it, he had them in different columns detailing whether or not he would kidnap them sooner or later and what he wanted to do to them. He even had a part like a column that was included that was titled the leg thing, suggesting that he wanted to mangle their legs the same way he did to Chris Steiner and Thad. Now, remember, they do not know that Chris Steiner was also one of his victims at this point Could in time. Could you imagine being freaking Joe's girlfriend? Bro. And <laughs> no. Just like being at this party with him and then all of a sudden the cops come in and arrest him and you I'm assuming she's probably 16, 17 and mm-hmm. just like probably her first love, you know, is I guarantee fucking... she switched schools. Oh, I would have. Oh, I guarantee it because people probably freaking bullied the shit out of her to after no this. Fa- like to no fault to her it, it, like, right it, I, I oh my god i couldn't even imagine could yeah. you imagine being his parents no because i'm gonna tell you what if my kids ever did that pff, i'd write <laughs> them off and i'm very good at it just ask the clarks <laughs> i'm excellent at doing that shit 
<laughs> now, after Joe was arrested, he did kind of confess um, to the police. He admits to kidnapping him, but it was just the purpose of, you know, he wanted to chill. He wanted to hang out with him, and that was it. So he can't make friends on his own no. at all these parties he's going to. He mm-hmm. literally has to walk into someone's house and take a sleeping child <laughs> and be like, this is going to be my new friend. Yeah. And the worst part about it is he claims that he never, he doesn't remember of any of the oh, assaults sure. that took place at all. How convenient. Why do they always do that? I have no idea. Like, someone take fucking accountability, please. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, listen, I blame a lot of stuff on childhood trauma, but that's for real, man. Okay. (laughs) That ain't trauma. You're just like, you're just not taking accountability. Yeah. (laughs) Joe did also claim that he would repeatedly black out. And when he would come back, he would see that Thad was complaining about his legs hurting. He's just like, he lost some time and he came back. He's like, hi, friend. You hurt? Who did that to you? Yeah. And Thad would tell him like, no, bro, you did this. He was like, I did? I did not. Am I the drama? Are you trying to gaslight me right now? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um. Now you would think this story couldn't get any worse, right? I it does. I don't even know where it it's going. It does. So. <laughs> okay. Now, right before Thad could testify against Joe Clark, 15-year-old Michael Hubach shot Thad in the back. Why? No idea. Now, Thad did not pass away from the wound. Oh, no, he everything this kid's endured, you think a gunshot's going to kill him? Um, but the trial was delayed. Now, I could not find one fucking reason as to why this kid fucking shot him in the back and the thing Nothing. is it's like he's still in a fucking wheelchair probably bro that's what i'm saying you just shot this wheelchair tortured yeah. broken child a hate crime man <laughs> i'm like flabbergasted i yes. really am now i found something on reddit that stated that this michael kid i know <laughs> it's like an unfiltered everything. Yes. Like you can literally find everything unfiltered. And I'm like, I love this. I, and then you just like get too deep into it and you just keep going. And, yeah. and then it's like two o'clock in the morning and you're like, man, I've been at this for six hours. And- yeah. Listen, that was me when I freaking looked up Brujeria on Reddit. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I shouldn't have done this because it was like, like, rabbit hole after like rabbit hole and then uh, somehow then i landed on like a page where i was supposed to like pledge my life to the devil and i'm like holy shit i don't know how i got here but like i don't know how someone took a wrong turn somewhere okay (laughs) i don't know who it was but somebody did something wrong back to the story um Again, I could not find anything, but it did say that this kid was apparently obsessed with Joe Clark. Now, I don't know what the fuck that even means. Like, why this kid was obsessed with him, if he was, like, family. I really have no idea. But that's all I could find. I couldn't find anything else suggesting why he did this. What a fucking psychopath. I fucking know it, Like, you have to be real trash to be Joe Clark, but to be the person who then tries to kill the victim because he didn't die the first time. Yes. What the fuck? What is wrong with this world? I 
A lot. A lot. Okay. And we don't have time to put that in the episode. <laughs> but um, <laughs> now, despite this whole shit show that happened beforehand, um, Clark was eventually found guilty and received a hundred year sentence. Now, later on, they exhumed Chris's body, mm-hmm. so Chris Steiner, and they found that the breakings in um Thad's legs were the same sort of breaks that were in um uh Chris Chris's legs as well. So he was caught for Chris Steiner's as well. And he was faced with another life sentence and plus fifty years. Could you imagine being Chris's family and thinking this whole time that he accidentally drowned yeah and then they're like no we just arrested this kid we think that might be connected i i don't know if i can go through that emotional damage oh uh, just even having the body exhumed Mm -hmm. would fucking set me off yeah like i laid him to rest once yeah and i'm at rest now because i think i know how he died yes now um joe still to this day says he has no memory of what he did of to Thad. Just none whatsoever. How convenient for him. Now, the surgeries and the long-term medical care have helped Thad walk and use his legs again, um, though he does still have a little bit of a limp. Yeah, um, I wouldn't doubt it. He also sued Joe Clark, and he won. Good. The total amount was $21 million. Where is he getting this money, though? I have no idea. Joe Clark's in jail. I have Joe no Clark idea. Joe Clark doesn't have $21 million. I don't know, man. Joe Clark's family, I really don't know. He sued him and he won. I hope he gets that money. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets all of that money. Yeah, but some of the things like that I was... Um, when I had watched, because I, you know, you guys know I had to watch the episode of Escapade. I had to. Okay, and he would say that he would literally like jump on his legs, stand up and just sit there and jump and jump and jump on his legs. Like, how does his how I don't even know know. how I don't know. They were like jelly. They had to have been at this point. He had like no fucking bone. I have no idea. I have I, I I'm trying not to picture it. I'm trying not to like think of the sounds because I've like I said I've heard bones break. It's not fun. It was it just, fucking like... listen, I know it was fake, okay, when they were doing it like in the episode cuz they like the reenactments. Yes, they were like and then he twisted his and you could hear it and I was like, "Oh." Ah. I'm like, "Don't do that. Don't do why, that. Why are you doing that? Make it silent." Yeah, I, you don't need to have oh. reenactments with sound. Yeah. Why? Why? Why you do that? Oh my gosh. So yeah. That's horrible. That was the shitty ass case of fucking Joseph fucktard Clark. What a soggy piece of trash. Mhm. I hope that he had terrible things done to him in prison. I hope he is he alive still? Um, I don't know. I didn't really look that up. You're like, I don't really care. No, He's I didn't. Spend the rest of his life in prison. I, I really, really don't fucking care. Didn't. <laughs> Half the time, I really don't give a shit. As long as I know that they're like clearly gonna rot in prison, mm-hmm. I'm good. You're like, this is 
this is justice to me. Although I will say I really want to cover this one case. However, it's going to be a really rough one for me. I might like I might have to like get really drunk to even like I think I know what you can do this one. About. Uh the case of Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, I knew I knew you were going to say Gabriel and I was like it breaks my fucking heart and to know that his mom just was like brutally beaten in prison just brings me such great joy. Yeah, I actually watched an interview with with an inmate who was in prison with her, mm-hmm. and she said that so many things, because child abusers, child molesters, anybody mm-hmm. that does a child wrong, they do not last in prison. Nope. There's not a lot of like things that criminals have in common. Like serial killers could literally go in there and people would be like, eh, but if they found out that this serial killer killed children, oh, fuck. You're done. You're done. And they're not going to just kill you. No. They're going to make you suffer. Oh, and that's what they did. And, oh, it, like, yeah, I heard that, like, they threw, like, hot coffee in her face and everything. And, like, she's just, like. They should have done more. This, like, disfigured hag now. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's not very cute to begin with. But No. Them eyebrows. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Anyways, I would really love to, to cover that one. And I just. It's going to take me a while to cover that one, but we were on the topic of, you know, ass whoopings in prison. And <laughs> she just, she comes to mind because I just, she got what she deserved. Yeah. Which, I mean, doesn't I shouldn't always say happen, that. but yeah. She most definitely got what she deserved. And I hope Joe is getting what he deserved as well. Yeah. So that is your fucked up Friday. Woo! enjoy your weekend that was real fucked up i hope you guys have a wonderful easter you're like please disregard this episode because in two days we have jesus has arisen okay (laughs) he has just celebrate with your family don't think about this episode (laughs) celebrate be happy eat tons of ham if you don't eat ham on fucking easter what are you fucking doing with your life because you got to. You got to. You know, some people make turkeys. <laughs> Fucking, who does that? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not celebrating Easter this year, so I don't know. It's because she's a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's because my dad decided that he wanted to get married literally <laughs> Saturday, tomorrow. My dad's getting married tomorrow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't invited. I'm just <laughs> You don't want to go. It's going to be 30 <laughs> degrees outside. It's an outdoor venue. I'm one of the bridesmaids. Okay. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> So, again, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. And have we'll uh, talk to you next Friday. Friday. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.